Natural State Paranormal. What is up? What is up? Well, welcome back, everyone, to the uh, Lobster Party podcast. It's uh, myself, Brandon Hall, of course, and uh, Sal. We're back with, like you said, Natural State Paranormal. Um, how, you guys doing all right today? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. Cool, cool. All right. Uh, the first first thing I had for you guys, I, I was, uh, re, you know, really curious about what, uh, you know, got you guys into uh, the paranormal and ghost hunting in general. Um, I, I noticed, you know, that y- that y'all's uh, y'all's channel and uh, all that activity is is fairly recent. I guess it looks like y'all's first uh, your first video was uploaded just about four months ago. Um, but I, but I would be, I'm very interested in kind of how you guys got into it in the first place and how that came to be. All right, James, you want to go first? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my, my story is kind of interesting. So I just moved to this house in Little Rock. I'm actually in right now and, uh, probably about a year or so ago. And I started like, I don't know, just within the last few months, I'd say maybe within the last six months, I, uh, started to like hear stuff like sometimes i thought i'd hear my wife say my name and it wasn't her like i'd be like hey what do you want and she's like i didn't say anything oh wow and um mm-hmm. uh, and <clears throat> yeah it was just like stuff started happening weird like that and then one day this sounds completely made up <laughs> but one day i was in the kitchen and i was putting a jug of milk in the refrigerator and i put it in the fridge and i turned and looked at my table and i saw someone sitting at my table and I got so scared that I like turned away from it and then I turned back and look and it was gone. And, um, I was like, okay, so <laughs> I think I live in a haunted house. Oh, and so wow. since, since then we've got so much more evidence in my house. And, uh, I think that's what really just, you know, like jump started this whole project. Mm-hmm. Like, we've always really been interested in doing it. And we always really, uh, we're interested in like watching ghost adventures and stuff like that and like talking about it, but we, we never really got around to actually doing it ourselves until, you know, my, my stuff at my house started happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah, as far as I go, uh, I mean, I have had other um, paranormal group projects before. I've uh, worked with other people. Uh, so I have quite a few years of experience on it. I just We just now created this new group because um, James and I worked together, and uh, I'd been hounding him about it, you know, because I kind of, like, showed him some stuff. He's like, do you believe in ghosts? And he's like, so i mean that's how it kind of started for this particular group but i mean i've been doing what people now call urban exploring ever since i was a kid i've always been interested in it but funnily enough uh i have have had no paranormal experiences per se mm-hmm. so when i went into this it was more for the you know fact of like i wanted to experience it and i just really didn't trust anything i saw on tv or anything like that i was like i really am interested in this but i don't i mean i can't i can't say that i truly believe in until i can see it for myself right i really went in with a skeptic attitude and that really annoys james a lot (laughs) no that that, (laughs) that's really really. that's really interesting actually because uh um i'm kind of the same way you know personally i've never experienced um in anything like it, you know, I've, I've heard people, you know, tell tell me compelling stories, um, you know, people that have no reason to lie about anything like that. And I think it's very intriguing. Um, 
but but I've just it's one of those things where I've never experienced it myself. So it so it is hard yeah. to just be like, oh yeah, you know, it's a hundred percent. You know, <laughs> right. uh, we yeah. we we've over the years dabbled in amateur ghost ghost <laughs> hunting, I guess you could say. Uh, more really more just for fun. Like it, 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 we just got really into it, you know, one time and just you know looked up a couple supposedly haunted locations and stuff like that and. Uh, you know, went and checked it out what and just, just to see what happened. Do you even, do you even remember? It's well, been a while. The, the name of it? She asked yeah. where we went. Oh, we went. Okay, so the I think the first place we went to was, uh, have you guys heard of the China Grove Cemetery? Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, it's it where it's in Alexander? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. We, we went there. Um, I doubt you could go back there now because even then there was a lot of brush and weeds and tall grass. And I bet you by now it's just like you can't even get through it now. Um, we we videoed it and everything. Uh, and the whole premise of our show that we wanted to do was it was going to be heavily like comedic at the same time, like super duper funny, but also serious at the same time. Mm. Um, and we only made one episode of it and it was just like freaking ridiculous like it's, it's a lot of work it's a lot it, of work is, it really sure. is yeah. so props to y'all for keeping it up and doing it like it's 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 super awesome yeah thanks thank thanks. you um one one thing i wanted to ask uh so like let's talk about the gear that y'all use so uh give us a rundown on that um well i have uh we kind of have equipment that we kind of brought together into it um but uh like you know the generic camera with a bunch of ir lights uh, voice recorder uh k2 meter um which measures the emf in the uh, in environment in colors basically instead of just like the numeric um so i had that and then i actually have a EF, EMF, oh my god emf <laughs> detector um and then a, a temperature uh, temperature ga- gauge and then james you've got what all you have these days yeah i have a night vision camera um i have sp7 spirit box which we use a lot um I, we just got a rim pod today i just got it in the mail uh rim pod takes a it basically does kind of like the emf detector but it kind of like is a stationary device you like put it down and then it has a little antenna that comes up and if anything like a person or anything comes within like six inches of the antenna the lights will start to go off mm-hmm. mm. and it kind of detects electricity in the air but yeah um oh uh, yeah don't don't forget your your full body your little body oh cam yeah yeah got, yeah yeah i got a body cam and i can't believe i forgot this too but we have an sls camera also which i don't know if you've ever seen that yeah. uh we actually built it ourselves um, I looked up how to do it on the internet. <laughs> nice. Um, it uses a uh, an Xbox 360 Connect sensor. Uh-huh. If you guys ever played with one what? of those before. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but basically you hook it up to a tablet and you use the Connect software for Windows and it will put like the mapping on the screen. So like if a person was standing in front of it when you had it on, it would show a stick figure where they're at. Oh yeah, I was gonna right. ask what that was. Like the the dot yeah. the dots that connect. It like shows yeah. like a skeleton of a, a figure basically. Yeah, a little right. stick figure. Yeah. Yeah. So if it shows you like a figure that's standing there and there's not a person there and you know it could be a spirit. Sometimes it gives you false, you know, false positives. Like if there's something there that kinda looks like a person already, but gotcha. yeah, we've got some really we've got some really crazy stuff on that. Nice. That's that's really cool. I, I never I never thought about that. Uh, but that that's a really cool idea. 
Um, I have to ask, like, <laughs> I noticed in some of the videos, like, the, I guess the uh, the specific recorder that y'all use is making this loud, like, you know, noise. <laughs> like, yeah. I, what is that? That's the uh, SP7 Spirit Box. Okay. So basically what, what that does is it's like a little radio, and it um, has a built-in a sweeper on it, so it sweeps through the radio stations. That's what you're hearing when the it's, it's, it's sweeping through the radio stations really fast. Oh, okay. um, we actually modified it so it would be more accurate. We uh, we noticed that we had the antenna on it still, and we noticed that it was kind of like picking up the radio like every once in a while, like you'd hear like some music playing for just half a second or something. So we took the antenna out. So now you really just hear the staticky sounds until you know we're hearing a spirit talk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it basically just runs through the airwaves, and it does like what like five channels every second or six and channels every second. Reverse, yeah. Yeah, and we and we sweep it in reverse to basically yeah. eliminate any you know possibility that some someone on the radio is talking. But basically, it goes through six channels every second. So if you hear something talking over the course of a couple of seconds, you know it would be really impossible for that to be a person on the radio because it's already scanned through six different channels. Oh, that yeah, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was gonna uh, yeah, I was gonna ask like uh, yeah, I I knew those kind of sweep through radio stations and such. Um, but it's like, what if it's actually catching, you know, just a quick glimpse of somebody talking and, yeah. you know, but okay, I, I get that now. That's cool. Yeah, we did notice it was doing that a couple of times. Like we went to, uh, where was it? The state house in Little Rock, Old State House. And it mm-hmm. was really close, you know, to town. So we'd noticed we were picking up the radio a lot in there. Yeah. And so we decided to just take the antenna out of it. So it still sweeps through the stations, but it doesn't mm-hmm. pick up any radio anymore. So, Yeah. Did you ever, whenever you're investigating your house, did you uh, attempt to do it by yourself or did you, was it the f- the first time you uh, did your investigation was with Lana or did uh, you do first, it, try, try to do it prior? I did, but like, uh, I really tried it more before we got all the equipment and before we got all together. Um, that was really the first big investigation that we did. Uh-huh. I mean, I think Lana and I did one for maybe like a couple of hours, but it was during the daytime one day. Yeah. <laughs> so like. It didn't really get a whole lot. But was it the same effect? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why ghosts only come out at night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I mean, do, do you guys like uh, believe that the, that that does have some kind of uh, heavy impact on like their presence or like specific hours in the night? Um, and like, uh, if so, like, why do you think that is? I don't really think that it has an effect on the presence per se, but uh-huh. um, they, they've said that doing things through night vision and full spectrum, um, it has more of ability to capture apparitions than just plain daylight. Uh, and just It's just easier to see them on those devices with that type of light. Um, so oh. I think that's the main reason why we do it at night. I mean, of course, it's scarier at night, you know, and has more <laughs> of a dramatic effect. But yeah. right. I think ultimately, if, you know, we were going to go in there with a um, night vision camera and there's, you know, some kind of apparition there, we'd be able to catch it better than just, you know, taking a picture during the daylight. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you don't know what else you're going to catch, you know. You can't really see a whole lot with the naked eye. So mm-hmm. I also think I, there's some truth to uh like whatever energy you're putting out at the time is is being used by you know the spirits to to you know do what they're what you're asking them to do if you want them to talk or if you want them to show themselves you know like they have to have energy to do that and the kind of energy that you're giving off during the daytime would probably not be as like Lena said dramatic or scary 
you know, <clears throat> you go into it with more of like a fear. And I think that, you know, spirits can kind of feed off that energy that you're putting out just as much as, you know. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that does make a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. Any, any time that we, uh, that we ever tried to do, uh, stuff like that. That's that's typically we tried to shoot for pretty pretty late in the night or early morning. Like because I know like uh, what was it like three a.m. is like the stereotypical like witching hour, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. That's like what three a.m. We... is the the thinning of the veil, right? Which it... is supposed to be easier to get in touch with the spirit side because it's the thinnest between the two dimensions, per se. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I, I, honestly, I didn't really know the logistics of it. It was just we we just like knew that that was a thing, and that's uh, that's what we went with. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we went to a cemetery in Jonesboro one time. Yeah, I nothing even that. happened. It was one. It was it was one of those things where we made the trip, and uh, it it was like it was really creepy, and it did get a lot colder when we got there. Like it was one of those like we pulled up, and it was just like. Uh, like real like Scooby Doo style, just all of a sudden drops like fifteen <laughs> degrees and it's foggy, and uh, yeah. it was creepy, but but nothing really happened. Yeah. I think there was like a there was like a building or something, or maybe a small chapel in the middle where the the rumor was that if you went up and knocked on the door, like you you get a knock back, mm-hmm. but yeah. but we didn't experience anything ourselves. Yeah, I, my personal opinion is I don't really like to do investigations that are outdoor because there's just too many there's just too many things that can contaminate your evidence. I mean, you've got, mm-hmm. you know, bugs and you're, qu- you're walking and you're crunching on leaves as you walk. And it's just, you can't get really anything out of that because mm-hmm. it's just so loud. And especially in Arkansas with the locusts and everything. So. Right. God, you think, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I, I remember one time we went out to this area that uh, I used to live out in Sardis and uh, there was like a tree where uh, people used to hang other people back in the day and stuff. And we we visited it like at 3 a.m. or so. And we just parked in front of it, just chilled for a little while. And I had heard what was what I thought was a woman screaming. So I mm. I got him. I started my car. <laughs> I got out of there, dude. And uh, I brought it up a few months ago. Uh, and I think who was it patrick he was like it was probably a mountain lion or a bobcat and i was like no that was a woman screaming dude and then i looked up on youtube what a mountain lion sounds (laughs) screaming and it sounded identical to it so it's like oh damn it (laughs) (laughs) i've actually heard those before (laughs) you sound incredibly like a woman screaming yeah Yeah. it's very very scary um so james how uh, how do you sleep at night knowing that there's like this spirit in your house man because watching that last video when you asked it its name it said the devil (laughs) yeah yeah uh (laughs) so we um i don't know i I kind of like that's the first time i've ever had what i would even call a somewhat negative experience in the house yeah whenever we were doing that and so it's never really done anything to harm me or anything like that Uh uh-huh never felt bad in here before uh, that was a scary night though when we were getting those voices on the spirit box i was kind of afraid then but i um, bet i don't know i i just it feels to me like it's not negative you know and, and i don't want to give too much away about the episode because we have another part coming out but we we kind of felt mm-hmm. like the spirits that were here and you'll see more in the second part but we kind of thought the spirits that were here were just kind of like playing tricks with us right you know, like we didn't they weren't it wasn't the devil <laughs> you know it was a. Uh, 
we kind of think it was just some, you know, asshole spirit that was just you know, <laughs> trying to scare us or whatever. Mm. But uh, or yeah, we'll see more. Could be. We'll see more on that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm look. I'm looking forward to seeing seeing the follow up to that as well. That I think that'll be really cool. But but yeah, I mean, I I could only imagine that that seems like that would be. I, I don't know, just just hard to be able to live a normal life without feeling like you're being watched or you're just waiting on um, something. I don't know, like it, yeah, just having that paranoia. The, I think we do it so often and we just put ourselves in these places so much that it's kind of a normal thing for me now. <laughs> right. Well, really. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like we, we've been in here before just getting ready to go to sleep and I'm like, you know, there's something in here. I can feel it. And we'll pull out the SLS camera and we'll point it at the corner and there he is. Oh you know, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like the story yeah. we wanted to share with you with our, uh, buddy Patrick, he lived out in a house, um, in toll and he just told us so many stories about some stuff that's happened to him and his brother, Matt. And, uh, they, they would just say that they hated being there all the time. They, they didn't like being there. Right. Um, and from what it sounded like, uh, the the spirit that was dwelling there was kind of negative. But you know? yeah, they made it. Some of the stories they told us made it sound like it was definitely uh, very aggressive, uh, and they also felt like it was, you know, def- um, I, I know one of the times he said that he thought he saw like 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 gray suit, you know, like old, not Civil War maybe, but like very like old old school you know, war mm-hmm. general suit. Um, trying to remember all the stuff that they told us with that. Um, cause, cause Matt, his brother, Matt lived there more than he did. And he, and he was telling us a bunch of, a bunch of crazy stories about how like he had a drum set. So, and like every so often he would hear like tapping on the cymbals, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Patrick told us this, uh, you know, this time where like uh, he had a, a drink or something like sitting on the table and it just went flying it across the room and just smashed, like shattered up against the wall. His mom started wow. yelling at him. He was just like, why would you know, why would you do that? <laughs> and he was just like, wasn't it, <laughs> it wasn't me? <laughs> uh, you know, like stuff like that. And he um, and they said that even their like parents, uh, you know, started having experiences like that as well. Like they would have dreams about um i want to say one like his mom maybe said something about having a having a dream about um like the the general character that they had mentioned like like suffocating her you know stuff stuff wow. like that yeah um and i i think the f- the first time he said that he saw this uh, this this general figure was like from his bedroom, like looking into the living room. He saw that figure standing over her, and she was sitting on the couch and didn't notice. And he gets up and you know to run in there and yell and tell her, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, he tells her about what he saw, and he said, I think he said she, you know, she got real upset because that that's that's whenever she, you know, she she opened up to him and told him about that story. Like, right. like she had had that experience separate from um, from what he had had, and ne- he never told him about it. So the the fact that like his description of whatever he saw pretty much matched what she was having dreams about really freaked them out as well. Um, yeah, I think some, was it. I think Patrick said something about like seeing seeing like this like a like a bright light orb thing like circling like around the house it was like one of those things where he's like alone like sitting there watching tv and all of a sudden like he sees something fly past the window Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's free you know and then he's 
flies past the other window. I think he walks out and never, never figured out what it was, and he just locked himself in the house and <laughs> was just begging for everyone to come <laughs> home because he was, he was like a kid, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think he had said that he saw he he said he had saw something. He was laying in bed. He saw the figure like in his doorway or something. He was like, "Well, I'm going to bed." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. wow. So uh, can you get us in this house so we can investigate it? <laughs> we, we we talked oh. about that. Um, we, want we to wanted so bad. We wanted. To go ourselves and check it out and kind of maybe bring back our little uh paranormal thing that we did but um it'd be super awesome to get you guys over there i would have to talk to patrick and matt um the reason why we weren't able to get over there was matt they know the people that live there currently but apparently they're not like on good terms right now or something i don't know um but we definitely thought of you two whenever uh, we heard about that story, and we're like, we need to get them over there one oh, night. Yeah, yeah. Cause, that would cause be cool. Yeah, yeah. That, it would be we're, so we're down cool. for any any crazy places you find. Yeah, Just for know. sure. <laughs> the the closest the closest we could get to it is so like right out. Um, the the house itself is like like tucked away kind of behind some woods and there's a gate so you can I mean you can't even see it from from the road it's just like a dirt road oh excuse me um but outside of that gate there is there's a uh, old small cemetery um and it's not like an active one it's like a old like uh like war of 1812 cemetery right. um hmm. And, and and it's really like strange, like because because it because it because it, it's not marked. Or, well, I guess it's marked like when you get into it, but it's not yeah. like it has an entrance. It's like it's like far, probably what like a hundred yards or so, like from the from road. the road. Yeah, it's like a, a literally in this in this other person's front yard, basically across the street. Hmm. Real wow. real like weird. Maybe like a family cemetery maybe okay. I, th I think it's it's a soldier cemetery because 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 yeah. you so you go in there and most of the graves are unmarked it has been updated a little bit so it's like you got all like the small unmarked graves with like the old like weird almost like plus sign type crosses you know like the big like stone mm -hmm. ones with rebar in them uh and there's a couple that are marked and the one like the one that is was some general like specifically from the war of 1812 and he was born in like 1775 i think something wow. like that uh, yeah. yeah and they do have a sign at the entrance of it that um i guess over time they were able to get more information about um you know the people that are potentially buried there and kind of use that to kind of mark them you know um that's really cool it so we kind of we kind of started speculating that maybe that has some kind of connection to the house or maybe that that's not even like the full cemetery like maybe that's just part of the cemetery and the rest of it is like like the house got uh yeah. built on top of it or something like that culture guys maybe i bet you could pull up uh you know information on the land and look it up i bet there's probably some interesting information there mm-hmm yeah, we, we really we really should have looked into it a little more. Um, it was one of those things where we we got done talking about it on the episode. And we were just like, dude, we got to go check this out like right now. Late. Oh yeah, we yeah. like after we got done with that <laughs> podcast, we up and left and went there immediately. <laughs> and got, we went and got Taco cool. Bell and shot straight that way. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Wow. <Yeah. laughs> um. So, Lana, I, I can't remember what uh, which episode it was. Uh, you had mentioned something about spirits that were 
crossing over and whatnot. And kind of, I want to hear your take on this. So what would us like in the real world do to help spirits cross over? I think um, that is wholly surrounded around unfinished business. Um, Most of the time they're trying to tell you something or help you find something or, you know, just something that they left before they had their business finished. Mm -hmm. And usually if you can figure out what that is or, you know, um, get them on video or on audio saying something where like a family member could hear it. um, I mean, that can definitely help, help people cross over. Um, one other thing in, in James house though, I think that there's an actual portal in there and yes. like a portal, a portal is a uh, kind of like a subway station for ghosts. Yeah. So, you know, you can, you can, the different ones will pop out and then go back and kind of back and forth, back and forth, which means you've got a lot of activity going on because it's just constantly people coming and going. And, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. James has got an interesting situation. It is. (laughs) Definitely sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely crazy, but, um, I don't know. I just think a lot of it surrounds just unfinished business. And if you can help them with that or help them or tell them something that they don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that is what I consider helping someone cross over. Of course, there's way more, things out there that is way more complicated than that that require you know depending on what religion you go with um you know different things that they can do to to bless the house or you know mm-hmm. um, anything like that but in any are our, the, the best we can do is just try to record something and like hey yeah <laughs> your uncle said this you know so. <laughs> um <laughs> we're just not certified for that <laughs> right um like in any of your investigations, have you ever felt that you had a spirit kind of trying to guide you and tell you something? James, do you, do you have any? Um, yeah, kind of, but it's, it's actually coming up on the second part of the house, my house episode. Um, true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't uh, want you to spoil anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, uh, but yeah, we have experienced stuff like that before. Uh, you know, I think the mystery surrounding the paranormal and like the whole, you know, where is this other place that these people are talking from? You know, is it actually in my house or is it completely somewhere else? You know, is there some kind of, you know, tear in space and time and they're able to talk to me from somewhere else? You know what I mean? Right. There's just so much mystery surrounding it. That's the part that's interesting to me. Um, you know, like the whole portal situation. Um you know, we did ask if there was a portal in my house and the spirit box answered yes. Uh, oh. And we, we, we kind of have a theory that um, because one time I had this the SLS camera pointed at the spirit and I asked him if he could walk over to, towards my wife on the bed and it did. Mm-hmm. And then it basically climbed up the wall and disappeared into the ceiling. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I was so, like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so like we were like, man, we got to get in the attic and see if there's like something up there, you know, maybe – um, I don't know. We, we, uh, there's just so much mystery surrounding it. That's just the part that's just amazing and just fun. Yeah. So just getting to learn about all this stuff and just, you know, take your best guess, Oh <laughs> yeah, you know, trying to get educated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like the mystery yeah. to it. When we, me, Brandon and Patrick did that stuff. Uh, it was fun. You know, it was really cool doing all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, even, even though we didn't, um, 
I, I would say like find anything. It it was definitely still a lot of fun just experiencing it, you know. Right. Just just you know tr- trying trying to find something, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the kind of energy like I'm saying like whenever you're there and you're like being really you know energetic about it and you're excited about it and it's fun and scary, you know that's those type of feelings are what can bring spirits out, you know. Mm-hmm. There's even I, instances where you know like a battery will drain in one of your devices because they're using that energy from that battery to you know, try to talk to you or try to show themselves. So that happened to oh. us at that China Grove cemetery. We had full batteries. Uh, Patrick had asked me, he's like, Hey, did you bring the batteries? He's like, yep. Fresh batteries. We got there, pff, died. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to us a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, so when crazy. We first, when we first started this on the, the first, I guess, I think it was the first like episode we did. Um, you know, I was telling him cause he'd never been on like an actual investigation yet. So I was just like, it's like you it's gonna be a you know like you're you're probably gonna have a lot of just talking and you're not gonna get anything don't expect stuff to happen every five seconds because it's not gonna be like that like the fact of like some something being moved or something like that in front of you is is highly unlikely because it's just very it's just rare we went in what was it what was the place the clayton house we clayton yeah, house. yeah, yeah. So we go in there and like the first time he goes on an investigation, he's sitting in a room where, you know, this, the, 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 it was like the dining right room. Next, yeah. The little yeah, dining I remember room watching area. That. Yeah. All the silverware was like, was like moving on its own. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like I've never had anything move in front <laughs> yeah. of me. But yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. But he's got like some special little, uh, energy, I guess. Yeah. So, a little bit sensitive. I remember so watching that. I remember watching that episode, seeing the cup move, and I was like, "Whoa!" And then, another, <laughs> and then another thing uh, at the um, which one was it? The McCollum Chidester House, where there yeah. was like the uh, that little girl scream or something. Yeah, I was like, that was strange. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was freaking crazy. Yeah. yeah. We were yeah. like, I've never heard it do that before. It was it was like crystal clear audio for like a long duration, you know? Yeah. Right. I was like, whoa. Well, did you guys see the part of like the live stream that we did that caught that huge orb just coming in through the through the door and just you know, just go through the door and it went over to this um dresser which actually had um civil war weapons on it. We failed to mention that part. I don't know why, but uh, anyways, Oh no, I didn't like, see that. You should watch it. I think yeah, you, you James put it in the actual episode. You don't have to watch the whole thing, but mm-hmm. it comes in the doorway and it is the brightest orb I've ever seen. Like wow. it's crazy. Okay. And, it, and this was caught with like a webcam. So it wasn't like anything crazy. And so it just comes inside the door. Goes over to where the the Civil War weapons are, and then just kind of disperses. But there's like several orbs around in that area, so it was just really crazy. Which location was that? That was the the, McCollum Chedester House. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that place is haunted. I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so the first the first place that you guys ever did, at at least with this group, and and as far as y'all's channels concerned, was the Clayton House. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so, so what's, um, I don't know. I'd like to hear, you know, a little more insight from you guys, I guess, just about y'all's, you know, general personal experiences, maybe, you know, what's your, what's your personal takes on like some of the stuff you guys caught on video or maybe stuff that you guys didn't even cat capture. Um, 
and you know maybe just like a little bit of like the the history of it as well as like you know what how you think certain things might correlate i don't know just just um, to kind of get you guys his take on on all that okay yeah yeah the clayton house was actually i believe when i might have to correct me but i believe it was a union army hospital right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and so like there were a bunch of people that came and went in there um and some a lot of people passed away um um the story of it being haunted uh there was <clears throat> one in particular i think it was a board member he was outside and like he they were letting people in for like a tour or something that night and he said he turned around and he saw a guy staring at him from around the corner and he's like hey you know that guy didn't get a ticket or whatever you know i didn't see him go in there so he like walked in there to go find him and he was gone so like just like weird stuff was happening like that um they never had anything moving there before that was the first time that's ever happened when we were there. <laughs> I think the most noteworthy thing is the fact that I can't remember the guy's name, um, but they said that he was a like a judge, you know, like he was a in charge of like uh, I don't know if he's like a lawmaker or something or some kind of judge, where like he made decisions based, you know, basically determining people's lives and stuff like that. And uh, we were on the top of the staircase and the, the picture was shooting at the spirit box at the time. But we asked basically like, what we asked Glenn, I can't remember, but he said, I'm above the law. Like, I, thought oh, that yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Clip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what the question was, but it was actually really interesting because it was like so fast. It was like, I'm above the law, you know? And like, I didn't really understand what it said until I got home and I was editing the episode and I had to slow it down to understand it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really neat too. Cause I was like, you know, it was just speaking really fast, and like I had to slow it down. I don't know that that place was really scary too. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really know how scary stuff is until you get like in a place like that in the dark in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. you, can't, you can't see anything but what's on your screen on your camera. Yeah. See, yeah, I didn't even think about that because I guess you know what what we're seeing is basically just the night vision version. So, so you guys are literally just sitting in pitch black. Like yeah, basically you should, can't if you, see anything. If you watch, if you watch the first episode, I think we have a counter on how many times I slam into something. That's all that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really? funny. The the guy that let us uh, in the McCollum Chedister house, his name's Danny. He's like a super nice guy, but he he's the uh, director over the house right now, and he um he did so much prep for us like before we came. Like there was some lights from outside that showed that were shining in through the windows, so he covered up all the windows with black paper before we got there so like hmm. we, when we turned off the lights in there you seriously i, mean, I couldn't see anything at all wow Nothing. that's yeah. freaky that's yeah. freaky yeah, we, would, we would be in like uh, <laughs> oh. i thought that he would he was behind me like several times and like he like I, i'd call to him and and he'd be like what <laughs> i'm like <laughs> I thought you were in this room with me. He's like, no, I'm in a totally different room. Oh. I'm just like, like what? Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. How long do do y'all's investigations usually last? How many how, how many hours do you put into one? Mm-hmm. And about what time uh, do y'all usually start? I it guess. depends on the location and what the owners are willing to let us do. But most mm-hmm. of the time, we usually start around 8 or 9 o'clock at night. And then we'll go until like 12 or 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, the one we have coming up is at the Fee House. It's a week from Saturday, and we're actually going to be there in, from 6 p.m. until 6 a.m., so we're staying the whole night. Ooh. Yeah, and it has no heat, no electricity. <laughs> it's going to be so cold. Oh, no. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's dedication yeah, so the right fee there. House is, right? Yeah. That's awesome. So the Fee House is in downtown Little Rock, and I actually drove past it today to kind of look at it and see what we were, what we were getting into, and it's mm-hmm. – yeah, it's gonna be cold and and 
scary. Yeah. I, like, I don't want to walk the streets. Let's just put it that way. I don't walk the streets at night. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Way. Especially not in downtown. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. So, so what is We're the... We're going to drag all our gear in. What is the <laughs> fee house exactly? Um. So the fee house... Well, James, you probably have more of a history on that. You read through it. Yeah. So, I mean, it was nothing ever more than a house. It wasn't like a hospital or anything like that. But it has a lot of weird, like... Uh, <laughs> death surrounding it so like the first guy that ever lived there the guy that built the house um he was actually the the least uh strange death and he died of a heart attack um i think the second person that lived there they were arguing with their husband in the parlor and she got upset and she drank acid and killed herself in the parlor nice. does that um, sucks. There was another. You just lady, have acid on hand to drink like right. that too. Right, like, yeah. I'm gonna drink this acid. That's like the best method to kill Um, there was another person after that. She was in the dressing room upstairs, and they had like you know wood burning fire stoves back then, so like to heat the house or whatever. And she was using her the heat from the stove to try to dry her hair off because she had just washed her hair. And she was leaning over the stove, and the fire caught on her dress, and she burned to death. Man. Um, and then, then there was another person that, like, straight up haunting at Hill House style. They were at the top of the stairs, and they fell over the railing and fell and hit the foyer and broke their neck and died in the house. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, it just seems like everybody that's ever lived there, it's been, like, a really weird. Dies. People are dying in and, like, some way. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's even later weird. on, I think one of the one of the children uh, grew up and he went to the army and then he died in a plane crash like a week later. Um, yeah, it's just really strange. Um, but it was abandoned for like the last thirty years, mm -hmm. and then the people, this guy just bought it um, last September to renovate it and turn it into a bed and breakfast, and he started experiencing all this paranormal stuff. So they're kind of in the middle of renovating it right now, and that's why it's like looks like a construction site. But yeah. And he's letting people come in and try to investigate to kind of like raise money to do the renovations. But oh, so he, so he's still <laughs> wanting to renovate it into a bed and breakfast, despite yeah. that. Man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> imagine yeah. if his guests start dying like weeks later. <laughs> Dude, do, right? man, that's like one of my biggest. I, I work I work in hotels, and that's got that's like one of my biggest fears is 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 finding a guest dead. I, like honestly because oh, I, I yeah. there's been let me see there's been two times where it's it's been like really close you know really? like like way yeah, yeah yeah like there was one one guy where he was staying and he had been there for a little while and he wound he wound up he wound up leaving like he like dude had like it was very obvious that he had like like uh like problems with alcoholism and drugs and stuff like that. And I think he wound up just getting too disruptive. So we had to ask him to leave, you know, he goes down the road to a different hotel and died there. So it was wow. just, you know, it was just like a narrow, like if we hadn't have kicked him out, then he, yeah, he, that would have happened at our property. Dang. Yeah. And then another guy, uh, had a, had, I guess he, he wound up having like a brain aneurysm in one of the rooms mm. and he was he was technically still alive when he left, but it, you know, it's one of those things where like, I, like physically. Yeah. But mentally I'm, I'm assuming he was pretty much already gone. Um, and he did wind up passing away later, of course, as well. Yeah. So it, it, it's, I, cause I've heard stories about people. I mean, uh, you know, finding, finding people like that. And it, it, it does freak me out a little bit, you know, just all, it's one of those like subtle fears, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, 
Yeah, that would freak me out a little bit too. For sure. Man. Yeah, I'd freak out. For sure. <laughs> man. Yeah. So so how do you guys um not only go about um fi- like uh you know finding and picking locations to um uh what's it called to investigate, but also how do you how do you guys go about um getting uh permission um to, to be able to investigate these places? Uh, it's the bane of our existence, really. Um, <laughs> it's exactly as, as difficult as you would think it would be. Um, mm-hmm. We have a whole spreadsheet of uh, places that, that we've looked up that have known to be haunted or, you know, they're reported to be haunted. And then we go down the list, write down uh, contacts and phone numbers and call. That's pretty much all you can do. And James is our caller because I don't like to call people, but I'll do the research <laughs> on it. Um, but, yeah, you just have to basically just go through the list. And, you know, we've got ones marked out red that they're like, hell no, you can't come here. <laughs> and then some of them are like, yeah, sure, that sounds awesome, you know, and they're just really nice about it. So it's just very strange on that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we just we just have a list. And, and then uh, a lot of them involve putting down, like, reservation money. Um, that's why we have our Patreon going because it is not free to reserve most of the time. Most of the time they're charging you anywhere from, we've got them as cheap as $50 and then go all the way up to, I mean, 1200, something like that, you know? So it's just like, it's, it's just a crazy amount of money. A lot of them are in like, you know, 200 and $400 range, but when we're doing two investigations a month, we're not pulling any any money at all on this, then that's six hundred dollars out of our pocket, right. and we don't we're not just independent wealthy, unfortunately. Right. So no, I totally um, understand. Yeah, so we kind of have to just kind of pick and choose based on and what we can afford right now, and and hopefully the Patreon will, you know, help us keep going, and um, and and of course COVID is really causing issues with booking as well. We've called called a lot of places, and they're like, yeah, you know, once. Once COVID's over, give us a call back. Like, when's that? You know, like, who knows when that'll be. Right, for yeah. real. So we're having to kind of branch out a little bit more out of Arkansas just so that we can have, you know, some places to go to. Because a lot of places around here we've already tapped into. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it is very interesting getting the the uh, kind of shocking response from people whenever I call and I'm like, Hey, I'm from Natural State Paranormal and we want to come hunt for ghosts in your business. And they're like, some people are surprised, but honestly, most of the time, whenever I do call, they have had people come in before. So it's like not anything new to them. Um, okay. Like the, like the Clayton house even had a special like contract that they already had written up for like anybody that wanted to come do that. We had to sign. So it's like, that wasn't their first oh, time doing that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Some places it's like a new thing, like up the McCollum Chittister house, you know, Danny, he's a super nice guy, but like they had, they'd never had anybody coming like that before. Yeah. And he thought that they were like their board of directors had a meeting about it and everything before we could come. And then they, um, they decided that they wanted us to come because they thought that it would help get younger people to come and take a tour of the building and stuff. And so, um, but they're super pleased with it. Like they said that they have had people come in now that weren't ever coming in before, like younger oh, people cool. and stuff. So, so yeah, after you do the investigations, you, you send like a YouTube link to the owners and stuff to kind of show them what, what you'd found and all that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Nice. And that, and that specific, uh, video of y'all's is like, uh, y'all's, y'all's biggest, biggest video, right? The, the McCollum, uh, Chidester house. It, yeah. it it, it kind of blew up a little bit. 
did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, must have caught trending on YouTube or something. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, we that's... also like uh, boost our post too, and like so we're not only doing like the cost of like the booking and stuff, but also advertising and like trying because of course, you know, people are nice enough to let us to come in, and and then you know they're wanting it to be more publicity for them, and we just try our best to get as many views as possible, so oh, that sure. they can you know get some traction off of that as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. I was telling Brandon before we jumped on this Zoom call. Um, that after you know after this we're we're done here uh we're definitely going to uh be supporters on your patreon and help keep oh, y'all awesome. yeah keep y'all going with this because i absolutely love what you're doing this is so cool i've always I loved this stuff it, man. thank you so much mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. and then also we're trying to incorporate um you know local musicians into our uh into our promos now Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's another thing that we want to use Patreon for is to try to, you know, pay them a little something because everybody wants to take music for free, you know, <laughs> so right. like, to yeah. get something back, especially yeah. if it's if it's local. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we did see that. I, th- I think that's a really cool idea. And I, I, I think it adds a lot to y'all's intros. It, it is pretty cool to, you know, just to see it pop up and got heavy shit going off right off the bat. It really, <laughs> right. it, really yeah. set, it really sets the tone, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh yeah, you got to get in the zone. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'd, we'd be That's, down for that. We yeah, have, we have a song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, send it to us, yeah. man. Send it to us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's funny. We kind of started this whole idea with like, you know, what if we were to put metal in our intro? Like, does anyone else do that that does ghost hunting? Like, you know, maybe we could do that and it would be unique. You know, mm-hmm. so we were just kind of like, let's just put the heaviest shit that we could find. Yeah, I think it's sick. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. at the most, you, I mean, yeah, because you usually get like the like the, the like files uh, type music. Yeah, the know? stereotypical right. like royalty free whatever. Or 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 if you do get like more like metal rock whatever, it's also like like a royalty free just like a dun, 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 you know the basic <laughs> yeah. whatever riff. Uh, so so I think that I think that's a really cool idea. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I know. Um, um, what was it called? Like, Lana, you used to be involved in in the like music, local music scene, right? Uh, what was that last part? Uh, that you used to be involved in the local music scene, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to play bass. Well, I still play bass for Redefine Reflection, but we've just been on a hiatus because our lead lead singer has been in pharmacy school, and then COVID hit, so it's just been one thing after another. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping maybe we can get back out there and do do some stuff again. But I'm kind of like really into this paranormal group right now. <laughs> it's really hard for me to do two things at once efficiently. So yeah. We'll no, see how I, that goes. Yeah. No, I totally get that because I mean we, we we've played music for years ourselves, and I, we've actually played shows together. It's been yeah. a long it's been mm-hmm. a long time, it but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, I remember. Lot. Was it um, MF Metal? Yeah, that was at least I one of them. You. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I yeah. think Vino's too. I think Vino's. So. I can't remember. I remember seeing y'all at Vino's though. Yeah, we played there all the time. James mm-hmm. is also in a band, so. Oh, for yeah. real? What do you What do you do? <clears throat> yeah, I play guitar for Three Miles from Providence. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, um, we played a show together in. Um, yeah. Leslie? Leslie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I can't believe uh, I didn't recognize you, man. Yeah. I That's crazy. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. We've all played shows together. That's huh. that's yeah, sick. It all that's came sick. full circle. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I guess I I never played in Leslie. What was that with Signal? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I wasn't there for that, but but still, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And yeah, yeah we, isn't the place that we, you guys went to in Leslie, wasn't that place also yeah, haunted? Uh, supposedly <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, the tangled webs we weave. The circle of life. <laughs> that's, that's wild, that's man. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome, but yeah, uh, we'll we'll definitely definitely send you send you one of our songs. Um, that that I think that'd be pretty sick to have it in an intro or however y'all want to use it. That mm-hmm. that would be pretty that'd be pretty awesome. For sure, that'd be awesome, man. Yeah, send yeah. it along. You got anything else, Brandon? Um, yeah, I, I guess to kind of close it out, I, I'd like to ask. Um, I know I asked a little bit about the uh, the y'all's Clayton House experiences. Uh, I'd I'd love to hear a little more about the McCollum. Ch- uh, Chidester house experiences as well just because you know since it it seemed to be y'all's most uh popular and intensive uh video and experience i mean you know just any kind of insight or additional info y'all can offer i i you know i'd love to love to hear it um wasn't that the first place that we used the sls camera yep yeah and so the end of that video like there's literally like a little stick person touching my hand. And oh. like that was the, like the coolest thing because I couldn't see it in real life. So it like it really didn't have an effect on me. But playing that back afterwards and like watching the little stick figure, and he's just like, you know, oh. touch your hand. And he just reaches up. Yeah. Touch your hand. And then he's and like, and I'm like, well, touch me with your other hand. And then he just switches hands and touches my hand. Oh, and of course, what? I don't feel any of it, but yeah, it was pretty crazy. It's pretty un, like just unreal to be able to like interact with something that you can't see and it actually responds to, like what you're asking it to do. <laughs> oh <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I bet that's yeah. weird. That's pretty surreal. That was actually I think uh, in the McCollum Chester house that with the first bedroom we went into. I think I got pushed by a spirit in there. Right? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, the first time <laughs> I was touched by a ghost. So it yeah. felt like real physical. Yes. Like, oh yeah, my like, gosh. That's yeah, weird. Like Did it push you on like, like your like me. your arm or chest or like? Uh, it was like right up here. Yeah. Okay, and it and it felt just like a real physical. Yeah, it just felt like somebody push. just kind of like poked me really hard. Man. On my shoulder. Man. Yeah. And then that same room later, we used the SLS camera, and there was just like a little stick figure hanging from the chest of drawers. I guess like it was just hanging there, and uh, kind of like kicking its leg out. And it was the same spot where he was at. So it was yeah. like, mm-hmm. was it the little thing swinging over there, like kicking him, you know, with his feet? Oh, like so it could have been. He got kicked. Yeah. Oh. Got, yeah. kicked. Yeah. <laughs> got in his way, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's crazy because we went back to that room later and, nothing you know, happened. we got nothing. Yeah. We got nothing in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went up into the attic alone and he went into one of the little side houses um, alone Whenever I went up into the attic, I just um, I just laid in the floor and I just like didn't do anything or say anything. I just kind of was just listening for stuff and um, I didn't really feel a whole lot, but I kept hearing like this grunting noise coming from like across the attic because the attic was split up into essentially two rooms and uh, I heard this grunting noise and like a moaning noise, like someone was like, whoa, no, 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 like talking really low. And I was really upset because none of my camera and microphones caught it. So that oh, kind of Oh, man. Oh, dang. I know. And yeah, then, we, 
we really have like a, <clears throat> it's cool whenever we go someplace and we get like intelligent responses you know like because it just you know we're just out looking for this stuff just like anybody else and trying to prove if it's real or not trying to learn about it you know and so like intelligent responses is what i'm really looking for and the attic that she went into was actually uh, i don't know if you caught this one on the episode but there was a guy whenever the civil war was going on he ran up in the attic and they thought that he was hiding in this like secret room in the walls in there and so they shot through the walls in the attic trying to like find this guy and it wasn't a secret room it was actually just a space that's not used for anything yeah <laughs> but uh but we were downstairs right, right below that spot where they shot through the wall and we heard the spirit box say i found them you oh know, like, what oh <laughs> you know like uh it was, it was really cool. Um, and actually, up in the attic, the wall that they shot through is still there. Like, it's still... Still has the damage. glass over it, but it still has the bullet holes in it. So, uh, I think that place maybe has a little bit more residual energy than actual, you know, real time. But, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot, a lot of energy in that house. So, it's it's crazy. Dang. That's crazy. I wish we would have experienced <laughs> stuff like that when we were doing our thing. But then again, we only went to like three places, you know, so. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Yeah. We just, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. One day. <laughs> One day. Maybe we're going to go One together. Day. That'd be cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. that would be cool. That, we would love to do that. We would absolutely that. be down for that yeah. as well. You know that if you join us, though, we will send you in places by yourself. You are the bait. Oh. So just so you're just aware of that. I what mean, you're like, signing up for. Like that that's cool, but also like fuck. Yeah. You know It's the price you pay, you know? But it would be worth it. It would be I, super cool. Like yeah, yeah be, being being involved with people who like know what they're doing versus us just, you know, showing up with our, our phones. <laughs> um yeah. that yeah, honestly, honestly that would be that would be really sick. Um I'd be a little nervous, but it is what it is. It's part of it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) If we'll see what happens, we'll see if we can make something happen later this year. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, So yeah, we yeah, it's like an hour now. Um, So real quick, uh, what are some uh, plan upcoming plans that you guys have that you can tell us? Because I know you had mentioned in one of your (laughs) videos that you got something really cool coming that's out of state. We have a lot of really cool stuff yes. coming out, and we can't talk about any of it. Oh. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> we will wait. Okay, uh, can you give us a time frame? Uh, a couple uh, of places that we're going that are really uh, big ones for us are in April. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. We're actively booking for these next few months. We do have the fee house coming up in a couple weeks, and we have some other places that we were looking at going uh, – February, March. Uh, one of the places we were looking at, I can tell you this, was actually going back to the McCollum Chittister house because there were some rooms in there that we didn't even know that were in there. And after the fact, Danny called us back and he said, oh, by the way, there's a bathroom back here off this back porch and the lady killed herself in this bathtub. Oh, and we're like, you didn't no tell us that man. when we were there. Thanks for <laughs> but, uh, leaving that part yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. but there's also a cemetery where the Chittisters are buried at, like the family that lived in the house mm-hmm. is right down the street. And so we were kind of going to do like maybe like a double investigation, you know, go to the cemetery for a while, then come back to the house for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be really so cool. We, we end up doing that. But yeah, we do have some out of state places that we're looking at, too, that. One of the places is probably one of, one of the most haunted places in the country. Oh, I'm so excited yeah. for that. I'm so stoked. <laughs> yeah, I'm re- I'm really really looking yeah. forward to that because I can, I can think of a few play like 
not so much these days but like especially when i was younger like my, my uh my mom you know was was pretty into like paranormal shows like ghost hunters and stuff like that so we would watch watch a lot of that stuff too and uh i can think of a few key places that i would i would like to to see y'all do i won't say anything y'all can't say anything you know so i'm just gonna ho- hope I'll, that it's one i'll give of- you a hint i'll give you a hint so uh Ghost Adventures. That... I don't know if you ever, if you ever watched Ghost Adventures with Zach Beggins. Uh, a little so, bit. It wasn't my favorite. I liked Ghost yeah. Hunters more. Yes. Okay. But yeah, Ghost Adventures went to this place that I'm talking about, and he said that uh, they actually have the quote on their site. He said that uh, it was the biggest um, good versus evil place he's ever been to, and it was really terrifying. So like, hmm. yeah, there was some pretty tragic stuff that happened there. But yeah, I can't wait to get all that stuff out in the public because we're just super excited about it. sick yeah yeah (laughs) okay cool yeah we're definitely looking forward to that um natural state paranormal everyone please check them out this stuff is super cool um thanks for coming on thank you so much thanks for having us guys absolutely uh make everyone make sure to go check them out on um on youtube facebook instagram go to their patreon um I mean, y'all, y'all subscription is pretty, is pretty reasonable. And I think y'all give, y'all give deals on merch as well. Yeah, uh, it's a dollar a month for Patreon uh, subscription, which is a good deal. <laughs> oh yeah. But it's oh dollar, yeah. Dollar a month. You get a, uh, you get 20% off all the merch, all the merch all the time. If you're a member, um, we put extra stuff on there too. Like sometimes we'll just put like a random blog on there, like extra content from a episode that we didn't put in the, in the YouTube one. And we also post all of our episodes early, like a week early on. Cool. There, so. Cool. And at some point we'll probably do more tiered stuff and, and have more Patreon only based <clears> stuff. <throat> but it, it would seem really tragic for me right now to put anything on Patreon and not have many people view it because there's not a whole lot of Patreon. So yeah. <laughs> we'll just kind of work our way up to that point. Gotcha. Yeah. Right, right. It's definitely a process. Mm-hmm. But that, but that's still really cool. Um, well, again, yeah, Lana, James, thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, th- th- this was this was a lot of fun. This was dope. It was. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us, guys. Absolutely. Take care.